It's a mean age. But it is going to be a beautiful future as long as we don't f*** it up. I'm Brian McWilliams, and this is Mean Age Daydream, where I bring you unfiltered comedy, criticism, philosophy, and politics with a Mean Age Daydream. What's up, Buttercups? Merry Christmas, Happy New Year's, all that good stuff. I am, as always, Brian McWilliams, coming to you a day late and a dollar short. Apologies for that. I was uh, out of town and was hoping to get back yesterday early enough and coherent enough to record an episode to put out, but it just didn't didn't work out. And of course, I couldn't pre-record anything before I went on my trip because I was coming off a week of pure, unadulterated hell, <laughs> which I will rehash briefly for you. Last week, baby homesick all week. Christmas time. So it's like trying to get packages wrapped, trying to do last minute shopping, trying to take care of all the things for work before the holidays are upon us. You know, just everything crashing down on top of finishing a home renovation, wherein every single part was missing from like every appliance we had bought months ago. So I'm running all over the place, returning things to Home Depot with a baby, by the way, with a baby. <laughs> Running all over the place, returning items, freaking out, only to find that the night I was going to try to record my pre-record show, my flat tire on my car happened because I'd been to Home Depot so many times. Screw goes right in the tire. So I'm like, okay, I'll deal with this in the morning. I'll change the tire out. Then I can go run my errands. I had to, like I said, I had to bring this vent hood, which was damaged. Because, of course, why wouldn't it be damaged in shipping, the vent hood for my house? I was like, got to bring that back to Home Depot. Can't get in my car because the tire's flat. So I'm like, I'll, I'll change the tire. I'll put a spare on. I'll go to my tire place. I'll have them swap it out. Lost the wheel locks. Because wheel locks come on cars now, and I couldn't find them. Now, there's a great kicker because I got the tire off by going to the Subaru dealership. Tow truck came, inflated the tire in my garage. I'm able to make it to the Subaru dealership, which does not have wheel lock replacements. I tell them, take off all the bolts, put on regular bolts. I don't care. I don't think my tires are getting stolen. They put them on finally today after a week because I didn't have time. I'm running around. I didn't have time to do this before I got back from my trip. Take my car to my tire place. Have them fix the tire. Great. They can patch it. They put it back on. And then... I go to make sure they put the spare in the back of my car and what's sitting in my trunk, but the very fucking wheel locks for the Subaru, which I own, which I could not find necessitating me to drive to the Subaru dealership and have them take the wheel locks off in the first place. Now I, this is like a, I I don't know if it's a Christmas miracle or God laughing at me because I looked everywhere in my car for these wheel locks everywhere. I took everything out. I looked in the wheel wells. I looked in the doors. I looked in the glove compartment. Couldn't find the wheel locks. They're sitting, staring and mocking me today after I went through all of that shit. (laughs) I mean, it's like out of a sitcom. They just appeared magically. These things that have made my life hell just magically popped up. No Facebook user. I will not show you my penis, but thank you for tuning in for that. And Merry, Merry Christmas. All right, guys. So I, I do want to give you something today. I, I apologize. It's been a, del- a day late, but what's the good news is that I can talk about Javier Malay and what's going on in Argentina because 
I have been highly impressed with the moves he's made. It remains to be seen if what he wants to do will get through his own Congress, right? Because it's like a 366 page, I think, bill that he's trying to push through this, you know, this necessities, he calls it, to uh, save the country, which I agree with. But it's got to get through Congress. Now, the question will will now be raised. If it doesn't, will he try to do some sort of executive action, uh, circumvent Congress in some way, shape or form? We'll have to see. That does set a, a dangerous precedent, even though we might agree with a lot of what he's doing, right? The, the deregulation of the economy, economy, the privatization of sectors, rolling back these you know, labor union powers, firing 5,000 government workers. Oh, love it, right? Slashing and, and, and burning these worthless government institutions that exist only to gratify their own interests and needs while providing virtually zero services to the population that are adequate, that are beneficial, other than inflating their monetary supply and providing slush fund jobs to slugabouts. But a couple of things I wanted to key on. One specific thing I really wanted to key on in this short episode, I'm sure you're all bored anyway. You know, it's the holidays, so I'll give you a little something, but it's going to be shorter because I still have stuff to do. I loved this measure he put in which is that he will never allow a government service to be offered as a quote unquote free service ever again. I mean, that's outstanding. Let me just bring up what you said yesterday. What do you think about the impact of that as far as how you market a government offering, how people campaign from a political standpoint? Like if you're the Democrat party, in the United States, let's say, and you actually put this this into practice where you're not allowed to say a government service is free because it's not, right? It's not in every any way. You're always taking from the taxpayer or you are robbing the taxpayer because you're inflating the monetary supply to, put, to pay for this. There's no way a government can create something for free. It's just simply impossible. And yet, what do we hear? Oh, we're going to give you free health care. Well, we're going to give you free food stamps. We're going to give you free job creation services. We're going to give you free public transportation. None of it's free because you're paying for all of it by virtue of either, as I said, inflationary measures or direct taxation. And you have very little to do with how that rolls out. As we've, as we've seen, many of these things are simply invented. You have zero control over whether or not these measures are implemented at a local level. Maybe you do, but on a federal level, you don't have control over where this funding's coming from. The national education system, the national lunch care, lunch system, all these other things. These are just invented. Free lunches for every kid in America. Okay, great. Well, somebody's paying for that. Somebody's paying the wages for those people to work. And as we've said before, there's no such thing as free healthcare. Otherwise, it would simply be called slavery because you're forcing people to do your win without actually paying. So there's no way to make this free. But here's what Javier Malay uh, essentially passed. It's called Articulo 209. And it, it says, from now on, government institutions can no longer use the word free. And I'm taking this from Joey Manorino's Twitter account, by the way. I don't know. He may be a big MAGA guy, but I like what he's doing here. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to accuse him of it. <laughs> he has like an American flag in his profile. Um, he's Italian-American. What more do you need to know? Uh, like, uh, like Tommy DeVito, the New York Giants benched quarterback. So government institutions can no longer use the word free to promote any service or function in a municipal province or on a national level. Because Millet considers the use of the word free a lie, and citizens should not be lied to by the pe- by, about these services because they're always paid for by someone. Amen. Amen. 
that basic change shows you, I mean, just like I said, imagine the impact of that word put into practice on every level here. Imagine how these people would now have to tap tense to explain where the pay- payment's coming from, how the services are going to be enacted, who is actually going to be footing the cost of these bills, who is going to be forced to sub, you know, subsidize essentially what's going on here. It's amazing because it unlocks the world to these Democrat politicians and politicians in general, by the way. I'm sure the Republicans have, have crap that they say is free as well. But it opens up the, the base, right, that they're speaking to, to having to understand the machinations that go on behind the scenes here. Because free is just so all-encompassing. Everybody understands what it means, so they think. But in reality, as Malay saying, it is a complete and total lie that involves a massive amount of the population to put into practice, to fund it, to enact it, and the recipients of which are just accepting it, not realizing that at the end of the day, similar to the free money that the government sent out during COVID, right, which amounted to something like, depending on what you were taking in, between people getting paid for unemployment, between the blanket checks they sent out, that quote-unquote free money, which never was explained other than the government's going to take care of you in this time of need, ended up costing us all through inflation, which is up, you know, now at this point, probably 20% over what it was a few years ago, vastly more. So that quote unquote free money ended up being one of the most expensive bailouts, one of the most expensive lockdown payment programs, shut the fuck up propagandization programs that has ever been enacted in the history of probably the world. But it was sold to you as free. It just would force people to understand the world that they live in more. One of my, I think, general themes that I talk about always is, and what I think the Libertarian Party is going to be taking control of, similar to how Javier Malay is doing here, forcing people to accept reality. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't promise them a better life and and really, I think, make a far greater uh, logical and reality-based promise for a better life. And, and Argentina is going to give us a great, great example of that, should he be allowed to enact his programs. But this forces people to accept the reality because politicians of all ilks, they like to sell people a dream. That's what free money is. That's what free healthcare is, free education. This is all a dream that is not based in reality and it alters people's perception of their world around them. And then they're shocked when 20, you know, 20 months later, whatever it's been, their world is far worse. That their lot in life hasn't been increased in any way. That their children have a hard time getting food now because it's so much more expensive at the grocery store. That the education system has collapsed on itself. That college has skyrocketed as far as the cost of it because, you know, government scholarships, the government back this and that, and the fact that the government's going to give you free loans, you know, and then you're going to pay them back later. Well, don't worry, guys. There's always going to be a result of that. There's always going to be some sort of payback for anything given out for free. It similarly reminds me of the technology that we use that is quote unquote free. Even that, you know, Gmail's free. No, it's not. They're taking your data and they're selling it. Anything free, as I've always said, means that you are the product and government is no different, guys. Government is no different. Whenever something free, it means you're the product. You are what government here is looking at you as the 
the product that they're selling back to themselves, essentially like an Ouroboros eating its own tail, right? They want you to continuously be relied on government so they can provide you more services, in which case the government can continue to get larger, continue to tax the base, which then will demand more services from the government, right? Because we want more free services. You guys are taxing us. Now I realize the taxation is what's paying for the freedom. The inflation is what's paying for the quote unquote free services that are increasing the size of the government, allowing more people to be employed by the government who now are dependent on the government, who want more benefits from the government. It's just, it's amazing. And if you attack the concept of free, it forces people to see all of this. So God bless you, Javier Malay. God bless us, everyone, as Tiny Tim said in A Christmas Carol. So I wanted to talk about that. I think it's absolutely amazing. Just amazing. Now, some of the other stuff that he's done, he said, this is something I just read about right before jumping on is that he also wants to put in a right to defend yourself. Now, we've seen this come under attack in a lot of states, New York, California being one of them, wherein even your ability to defend yourself in your own home, right? If a burglar comes in your house, breaks in, and you shoot him, defending your house, your children might be asleep in the next room, you don't know who it is, you shoot that person, you can be held criminally liable. In New York City, or New York State especially, I've heard of these cases time and time again, People defend themselves against breaking robbery, and you cannot believe the way the prosecution, the way the DA will come down on these people and try to put them in prison for defending their own lives, their own private property against an intruder where you don't know a motivation of people. This is why anytime a policeman gets shot that kicks somebody's door in, I don't care if the person's a criminal. I don't care if they're innocent. What do you think is going to happen if you're kicking someone's door in the middle of the night? And especially when it comes to innocent people, if you shoot a cop dead that comes in your house, sorry, that's your problem. You're my private property, dude. I don't know your motivation for coming in here. I have to be able to defend myself in that way. Just because the state thinks it gave you the authority to violate my personal property and my personal uh, space to defend myself and my family, I'm sorry, there's more natural laws that have to be in play here, which is If you come in my house and I don't know your motivation in the middle of the night and I kill you, them's the break. There's the breaks. You know, there's no way around that. So anyway, Javier Malay put in, you have the right. Should you be attacked? The right to defend yourself. This is a federal thing. Now we'll see if this lasts again. I will see if any of these things last because you're seeing opposition, despite the fact that the man came into power by virtue of all of these citizens of Argentina, right? Seeing that we had to change course, that inflation, which is at like 160% had to be curbed, that there was too much government handout, government largesse, too many welfares, too much cronyism and corruption, too much regulation that was stifling the economy and strangling it. So they understood enough to make this man president. What do you think happened? Well, of course, the media, the cronyist media, like, and also Jacobin magazine, Jacobin magazine is now attacking Javier Malay, saying that the poor people of Argentina, of Argentina, the working class Argentinians, well, they are really going to be screwed by this. The balls of these people, it's either unbelievable balls or unbelievable stupidity, right? For mainstream media outlets to talk like this, for anyone to argue that working class Argentinians I'm sorry, they're the ones that are getting destroyed by inflation. They're the ones being destroyed by regulation. They're the ones who are getting 
you know, a fucked. I don't know why I blanked a as fucked. <laughs> I'm trying to avoid the YouTube algorithms that are going to like push my my views down, <laughs> leaving out the word that probably wouldn't get me hit. They're paying more for everything, and they're the ones who are least able to take that. The working class, right? Because the the people in the extreme poverty, and I talk about this in America too. The people in extreme poverty at least are getting more handouts. They're getting more of the the services, be it charitable services or getting uh, government services that are going to deliver them direct help. Now, granted, that also is costing money. But who are, where's the money coming from? Oh, yeah, it's coming from taxation and inflation, which impacts the working class, the middle class far more, just like fuel taxes and grocery taxes and all these things kill the people that are not getting the massive handouts and are not at the elite levels where they're either embedded with government or can just afford to suck the inflation down because they have some sort of massive, you know, base more than likely of currency coming in from other sources that are outside of your regular Argentinian peso. So the fact that these people are arguing that the same working class Americans that elected this man are the ones that are going to be screwed by trying to rein in the exact policies that have been fucking them is madness. And yet they'll tell you with a straight face that that's what's going to happen. Despite every evidence to the contrary in every state that's done this all over the world throughout history that has gone down the path of socialism combined with regulation combined with cronyism, We know what happens, and they'll still tell you that trying something different is going to be an evil against the general population. I guess the presumption, similar to, uh, you know, we say about the racism of low expectations. Well, this is the classism of low expectations. How dare we think that if we take away uh, these, these benefits, which have essentially helped to drive them into lower economic status, how dare we think that these people may be able to adapt and thrive Should we take the government boot off their neck while at the same time stopping giving them the pittance, the pittance that ends up filtering through from this government funding and largesse? I guarantee you the people are going to be better off. I guarantee you the prices are going to plummet. And we've seen that also, by the way. We've seen some of the prices already start to drop since the deregulation movement in Argentina. It's just astounding. Okay, moving on. Uh, I want to talk about a couple more things in this very short episode. I want to talk about, we we look at, you know, labor unions in Argentina and how the labor unions, of course, are taking to the streets because Javier Malay is also making efforts to stomp out that cronyist institution known as a labor union and their power within the the country because obviously unions drive up the costs of everything they get the biggest payouts they get the biggest uh, lobbying entities to affect how policies are created so javier's been going after them as well and so the people directly affect they're just saying no take it to the streets so It's interesting for me to see in a juxtaposition of this in California was something I talked about before, which is that California put in a minimum wage of $20 an hour for fast food workers. Now, this was negotiated with the fast food uh, chains, by the way. It only impacts, I think, chains that have something like over 50 locations, which is interesting because they made this, this deal with the unions and essentially... You look at what it means. Now, it means one thing. Well, all the food's going to be more expensive at fast food restaurants across California. 
which means that people are going to stop going to those same restaurants and that the working class folk that might go to McDonald's, right, because they're going to a job or they have kids to feed and they're in a rush and they don't have the time to say, okay, you know, well, let's just stop and get some fast food. They're now going to be screwed and not get that food. So now who's going to end up eating the McDonald's? The, the elites? <laughs> the elites already don't want to eat there. But people like me who might stop in also opting out. So now you've got more expensive food. You've got less revenue coming in. So how are you going to pay workers $20 an hour? That's right. You're not. You're going to replace them. And this $20 minimum wage, which California and the unions here had fought for, and all these morons in my state who are just brainwashed imbeciles who vote Democrat no matter what and don't seem to understand economics of anything went along with it and said, yeah, we got to pay these people a living wage. And, you know, with inflation, everything's so much more expensive. We have to pay them that. Not understanding that they're helping the inflation. They're helping everything to cost more. So I predicted, of course, what you're going to have is the the fast food restaurants, the big chains that can afford to go down the the track of robotics, which is why I bought stock at a company called Miso Robotics, which but they make the flippy burger flipping machine as well as other automated fast food devices. Well, I said, well, these big chains are simply going to agree with it because it gives them the perfect cover to fire their staff. And then because the prices have gone up for the food, because revenues have gone plummeting down due to this increase in the minimum wage, and they can argue that they can't be possibly be profitable at, at the same time, they're going to lay off staff. Perfect. They wanted to do it anyway. Why would I want somebody that now is demanding a living wage that's going to call out sick, that's going to be a pain in my ass, undependable? May, may or may not stay in a restaurant. It has to be retrained constantly when I can just put in a burger flipping robot and several kiosks. Now I have to pay maybe three managers to run the restaurant and three janitors for the restaurant. Presuming they don't have a janitorial robot to come in here. Fantastic. What a fantastic way to get exactly what I want while looking like I'm giving you people because of your moronic demands, what you want. We look, they want on every, on every possible way here in public relations. They look like they're doing the right thing by paying these people to do a job, which is supposed to be transition transitionary, uh, is insane to pay $20 for somebody to make fucking fast food hamburgers in general, in any possible sense. They get to look like they're doing the right thing. And at the same time, they get the end result. And they can now talk about how cool it is that the robots are coming in. It's just crazy. And case in point, Pizza Hut just announced that in California, they're laying off 5,000 workers. Go figure, guys. What, what, a, what a coincidence that the people making terrible pizza, and by the way, pizza is disgusting. I pity anybody who thinks it's good. It's disgusting focaccia-based oil that's floating under a layer of cheese. Fucking repulsive. But pizza is the, the obvious case in what is going to happen across the entire industry. The entire industry is going to do the same thing. Pizza Hut just happened to be the first one to pull the trigger. And I guarantee there's robots in there that are flipping pizzas in and out. that can put the toppings on them and that their staff has been reduced to a couple of people that might have to wait tables, robots and managers. So well done, California. California likes to boast that it's the first in the nation in a lot of things, mostly stupid things like trying to get rid of electric cars, like trying to uh, again push through our reparations which they had a reparations committee look at it and go this is stupid and impossible but again a pr win for gavin newsom because he said well you know i tried and they said it was impossible yeah no shit 
and now first in the nation in getting 5,000 fast food workers fired. Good job, guys. Good luck finding $20 an hour anywhere else. Meanwhile, our inflation in California is probably even higher than anywhere else in the nation because we also have gas taxes on everything and regulations on all of our gas stations that make things twice as expensive as anywhere else in the nation as well. But remember, it's all for the good of humanity here in California, guys. All right, that's going to do it. Thanks for thanks for tuning in. Sorry it's a short episode. Sorry it's a day late, but I uh, I appreciate you guys. Have a Merry Christmas. Hope you had a Merry Christmas. Have a very happy New Year and a uh, wonderful drunken January 1st. I will be back next week, and uh, we will wish you all the very best. All right, thanks. If you want to support the show, you can get us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Lions of Liberty or lionsofliberty.locals.com. I will be back with my Good Morning Fuckheads after this week is over. I'm taking the week off, but those rants will be back. New conspiracy shows will be back. The Degenerate Gamblers will be back and all that good stuff. Okay, don't forget, hit subscribe on the podcast, on the YouTube, or else you won't see it, on the Rumble, and kiss your wife for me because I know that she misses me. All right. From me, Brian McWilliams from the Lions of Liberty from Electric Liberty Land. Keep those electric eyes on me, babe, and keep that ray gun to my head. Later.